Hello guys and welcome to the very first What An Absolute Fit show. I'm not going to lie to you, I have kind of scripted this one to see how it goes. Um, I'm on my own and I haven't really got anybody to bounce the conversation off. So if you're watching on a video channel and I'm not looking directly into your soul, I do apologise. I'm a YouTube and podcasting virgin at this point. I am hoping to get one of these out a week and I'll, I'm going to try and get some interesting people to chat with. Uh, sometimes it'll just be me from my office and sometimes it'll be me with some guests from the gym. I generally want to split the show into two different styles. The first one being, I just want to talk about health, fitness and the industry that I work in, sifting through any bullshit and just chatting fitness. I'd love to hear any questions or subjects that you want discussed on the show and feel free to get in contact if you've got any uh, questions relating to health and fitness that we can dissect on the show. Um, I'd love to help and you may find that other people are going to benefit as well. The second style of show I want to do is I want to chat to some random people whether that's my clients, uh, people that I know, or people that I don't, to find out what fitness actually means to them, to find out what they think of the fitness industry, and to see if you and I can relate to that. I'm expecting a mixture of different topics to pop up, so I'm excited to get started. Let's go. For the first episode... I want to start at the beginning of most people's health and fitness journey, and that's your why. Why do you really want to start that journey? Until you realize and accept what your why really is, you're more than likely going to fail. Your why is what we call a pain point. Why do you want to change? Why do you want to achieve your goals? If you have a health and fitness goal, or a general life goal, stop and think for one minute, why do you really want to change? You may have to access your deepest and darkest feelings to get this realization, but then you can use that as fire to push yourself forward and keep yourself committed. It's called a pain point for a reason as it's mostly negative feelings and traumatic and stressful past experiences that drive us to make a change. From these painful experiences can come awesomely positive goals and a purpose, which then lead on to awesomely positive, positive achievements. So it's worth looking at your pain points and to be honest with yourself, because that's the only real way that you're going to realize your goals. Your why or your pain point could be anything from looking back at old photos of a healthier and more in shape you to darker scenario. Like maybe you've been bullied in the past for the way that you look or your weight or whatever, right? It shouldn't happen. We should all be really nice to each other, but we're not. So sometimes we have to use that to drive us forward. 
it's time for me to get personal because I can't really talk about pain points and people's why unless I tell you what mine is. So at the moment, okay, what is my pain point? What is my why? Why am I in the gym five days a week? Well, apart from wanting to look half good naked because I've got a fit missus, it's, it's because the gym that I train in has got a lot of fit people, okay? And it drives me to want to be on the same level as them, especially as a coach. Um, that I know there's always going to be somebody faster and stronger than me, but it drives me to try and get to that level. And I know <laughs> that's a little bit of a sellout answer, okay? Uh, but it is true at the moment. That's what I mostly care about. So instead, I'm going to tell you about a pain point that I've had in the past, and it's actually the reason why I walked into a gym for the very first time. So we've got to go back to 2005 and the first time that I walked into Total Fitness and Crew, RIP. In the last couple of years of high school, I was in my first relationship with a girl, uh, my first girlfriend. And I thought that I was absolutely head over heels. Of course, in the uh, time, the eight weeks between school ending and college starting, we broke up and I was, uh, I was pretty heartbroken. In that time, in that time between finishing school and starting college, I may have done quite a lot of underage drinking and I may have let myself go a little bit with a lot of partying and eating a lot of shit food and I was doing absolutely no physical activity whatsoever and I ended up putting on a little bit of weight so you never guess what storage just went on my <laughs> on my camera uh, my storage was full so I just I've just chatted a load of shit for ages and it didn't record it so um Little, little little things we need to we need to get past on the first episode. So I'll I'll pick up where I think it stopped recording, and that was um, me starting college. So funny old thing, started uh, college, and I ended up going to the same college as my ex girlfriend. And after a little while, we would say hi to each other and stuff, and. She ended up actually commenting on my weight because I put quite a bit of weight on and it wasn't really in a positive way. Uh, I mean, I don't really hold grudges because <laughs> if that hadn't happened, um, there's a good chance that I would never have joined a gym and I wouldn't have found my passion and I wouldn't be doing the job that I'm doing now. So I absolutely hold no grudges and we were very young. So it, it's absolutely fine. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but that did spur me on because it, it pretty good. It got me out. You know, you don't want to get told that you know you're fat by your ex misses, do you? It, it doesn't. It's not good. Um, so I ended up joining the gym with my mate, Big Dave. Big up to Big Dave, and the rest is history. Uh, I spent two years doing ten minutes uh, jogging on the treadmill, then ten minutes on the cross trainer. I do about fifty bicep curls. 
and 100 sit-ups and um, then I'd head to the sauna for two hours uh, but eventually I did end up losing the weight and I got my confidence back and a little caveat in there uh, my programming as a coach nowadays is a lot better than uh, what I just said before uh, <laughs> so there you go um, it's okay for your pain point to be something less than valiant uh, for it to be selfish you know, you, you can bullshit other people about why the reasons you do the things you do, but you can't bullshit yourself. For me, I ended up walking through the gym, not because I wanted to better myself and be healthier for myself, but I ended up going to the gym because uh, people were saying that I'd put on weight and it was people that back then uh, meant a lot. So there you go. So how can we actually manage our pain points and our why and how do we turn a potentially negative thought process or experience into a driving force for better health and better fitness and a body that that we want uh, how can we achieve our goals without becoming too obsessed with them and the whole process becoming a negative fa factor because of something negative that's happened um so it should be a positive change in our attitude and it should give us confidence. So I've got three things that hopefully may help some people to stay on track after you've discovered your why. And number one is make sure that you fail forward. Okay, we all fuck up at some point, right? And what we don't wanna do is let that fuck up affect what we've already achieved and what we're wanting to achieve. So whether it's just a slip and we eat loads of bad food or we skip a workout or maybe even we skip a week, right? All right, we don't wanna let that affect our motivation. Um, we wanna make sure that we're looking forward and that we're pushing forward. Once it's done, it's done, right? You can't go back in time and change any mistakes that you've made, okay? You can't uneat the donut. Donuts are awesome anyway, you never wanna uneat it. Um, <clears throat> There's a tendency to stop and start and stop and start every time we make a mistake, okay? We fall off the bandwagon, okay? I, I see it loads, right? Monday morning, um, you know, all the all the food is getting emptied out into the bin and we're now eating chicken and broccoli and rice, yeah? And we go to the extreme and by Wednesday, we're in McDonald's drive-thru and it goes around in circles again and again and again. What we need to do is implement good habits, and that doesn't matter what your goal is, we need good habits, which leads me on to number two, which is of course, habits. So let's say that, let's create a little scenario. Let's say that we're going on holiday and you don't feel comfortable in a swimsuit or your shorts by the pool. It's a really common goal to get in shape for a holiday. And let's say it's your pain point. So what are you gonna do? Maybe we uh, join your local diet club and start doing some exercise in front of the TV or whatever. Okay, that's awesome. It is awesome. But do you want to get in shape for the holiday alone? Or do you want to get in shape forever? Do you want that body change, that body composition change forever? I'm guessing it's, I'm guessing it's the latter. The problem is with diet clubs and shit like that is that diet always has an end point. And this has a huge effect on your mindset when you're working towards something that's got 
a finite time space in your head. You're just going to blindly follow a meal plan or diet to get that summer body. But what comes next? You're going to slip. You've been looking forward to binging already for the whole time that you've been on your diet. And now you're back to square one. I'm not saying we have to live like healthy in zealots all the time, but a lot of people pay a lot of money for a meal plan and diet books and things like that without actually learning anything about themselves when they follow them. I know that life can get in the way and we don't always eat and train optimally and that carries over to our body composition and fitness. But if we implement small habits into our lifestyle, over time, we're much more likely to stick to eating healthy and a decent training regime. So number three, and number three is simply what we resist persists. And I already said it earlier on. It's pretty hard going, going without the food that you love and the social life that you enjoy and all the things that you like doing. Okay. Do you really want to give up most of the things that you love to reach a goal faster or would you rather do it slower with more chance of success long term if you resist the urges to have that chocolate bar or the odd takeaway at the weekend that urge is still going to persist you're still going to want the chocolate bar it doesn't disappear okay so instead of completely getting rid of all things that you love okay build up good habits that allow the things that you like, but in smaller doses. Remember, it's not just about physical health. Um, you need to make sure that you can enjoy life too, and you can still have a social life. You need to really let your life gel with your goal, okay? They, they work hand in hand. We don't, just, we don't just one day forget about everything that we've done in the past and all the things that we enjoy because now we're just going to eat kale and, and chicken breast for the rest of our life, okay? It doesn't work like that. We have to bring in good habits. And if we resist it, it's just going to persist. Okay, so that was my first podcast. And I've tried to keep it as short as I can for a first attempt. I know that it's probably not the best uh, for the first one, but like I said at the start, it was my first and I'm doing it on my own. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it and it sounded okay. And I will catch you on the next one. Out.